and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Our art director, Bruce Johnson, is back. I had him on a little bit ago to talk about some grapeseed stuff, namely the background of a lot of the grapeseed characters. But I also had some burning questions about Little Seed, so he's back here to share some of the, the tidbits about those as well. So welcome back to the show, Bruce. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm honored that you would invite me back again. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Little Seed is our newer program for three-year-old children, and it's mm -hmm. it, a lot of teachers are really excited about it around the world. Now, you've been involved with the design of a lot of the characters, so can you kind of walk us through how some of the characters were designed, just the general initial plans for Little Seed, how that went? I mentioned in, when we, when we had talked before, I talked about how I kind of came into um, Grape Seed after it was already rolling. And, uh, and part of my job, part of my directive was to see if we couldn't get it to feel a little more unified. And we used the Grape Seed Friends and Marvin and Johnny Bear to help do that, to try to, so the kids were seeing some similar characters time and again. And as years, years have gone by, you see them more and more in, in stories and in songs and stuff. And so that's happened. That's been very good. But the wonderful thing about Little Seed is that we started that way. Um, by this point, we'd been doing this for a few years, we being myself and the art team. Um, animation, by art team, I mean animation, illustrators, um, 2D animators, everybody. We've been doing this for a while. And so we really felt like we could start running with this. And, um, and so uh, wonderfully, the curriculum team got a hold of us. And we had a big meeting down in Florida where um, Dr. Daniel Howard, who was um, the primary uh, motivator and primary writer for all things uh, Grape Seed and Little Seed um, at the time had us down. We had a big meeting and we talked about um, what I thought was just a, a genius idea of his. Because I was thinking, what are we going to teach preschoolers? Kindergartners have got their colors and their numbers and that kind of stuff. But preschoolers, what is it? And the idea as it was pitched to us is that one of the big issues is... Um, that us as human beings are, are uh, exposed to all sorts of sounds. And those sounds that we aren't exposed to a, lo a lot have an issue later on of really hearing those sounds and being able to replicate those sounds. And, um, and what, what one of the main focuses of Little Seed will be to introduce and support these sounds. And frankly, even if the kids don't necessarily understand every word that they're singing, if they're singing Dee Dee the Dancing Dinosaur, whether they understand what Dancing Dinosaur is, they will at some point, but whether they realize it or not, they're going to hopefully love the melody and be singing a lot of D sounds. And that's going to that's gonna make it into their head so that a D sound is something in their repertoire of sounds that they have to use. And so, so let's create this cast of characters. We've got this is Dr. Howard talking. He says, we've got 32 sounds that we want to um, have characters representing. So let's start with the first sound. And so uh, I think it was like, I think it was the letter D, honestly. So how about a D? And of course, we all said, well, dinosaur would be cool. Oh, yeah. Well, how about this? And, that? and we said, and, and we finally came up with um, Daisy, the dancing dinosaur. We said, oh, cool, Daisy. So he wrote it up on a whiteboard. And we just went down through all the sounds and tried to come up with characters for each, for each sound. And they said, it's interesting because, for example, the, the name Cowboy Kirk, 
we said, well, is that going to be a little confusing? He says, no, because we're not, we're not unlike a, a normal um, alphabet. This isn't about the letter C or the letter K. It's about the K sound. And in this case, it's K Cowboy K Kirk, Cowboy Kirk. And the kind of the fact that these begin with different letters supports the idea that it's about the sound. It's not about the letter of the mm. alphabet. And, and so we have several characters to represent different versions of a soft A sound, for example. Um, and several, because these sounds are not merely replications of the letter of the alphabet. So we kind of had to get that out of our heads. Stop thinking about the alphabet and thinking about sounds. So we, we as an art department and as a curriculum department got to kind of design these um, characters together. And so um, the curriculum department disappeared. They did their magic for a little while. We were working on, on some grapeseed stuff and they came back with their characters more or less uh, defined. Um, and we took a look at them. And then I divided up, like I said, there were 32 characters. So we divided up, um, I got a third of the characters to design. Uh, uh, Dan Gracie, who's our senior illustrator, got, got um, um, a third of them to design. And a friend of mine named Eddie Pittman, who was working with us a lot at the time. He was a, one of my buddies from Disney. He took another third of them. And so we would all at home do character designs for all of the, um, the different characters. And then we'd send them to each other for notes. Then when we thought we had something that we liked, I compiled them all and we had a big meeting with the bosses. I think we were in Santa Monica. We, Santa Monica, we were here in the States. We pinned them on all on the wall and everybody made notes about them. Most of them actually, there weren't a lot of notes. Most of them, most of the notes were about how to use these characters in the future. Those drawings that we pinned up on the walls, if the if they open up, I believe if they open up uh, one of the books, I think it's the book. Does it have a round edge to it, or it looks like it has a round edge? I don't know what they call the book, but the first image in there that has the character's name, Lily Lobster, or something. Those are the those are the um, we call those the portraits. Those are the original drawings oh, that wow. we created to design the characters. Um, and, in, and I went through those drawings as the designs tweaked and changed a little bit um, due to uh, the necessity of what, you know, what, what we need, the, the, what, what am I thinking? the limitations, limitations for the 3D team, for the 2D team. So we tweak some things and I would change those. But more, more often than not, those, those drawings are the original drawings we use to design the characters because we stayed pretty true to them. By this point, I talked about this in the last podcast that I had to learn a lot. And my friend Dan had to learn a lot about designing characters to be replicated in 3D, to be made a, a, mo a model of it, to animate. Mm -hmm. uh, by now, we'd kind of learned a few things. And so, so more, of our, more often than not, our characters were pretty close to start with. And that felt really good, especially when the 3D team finally got to, got to um, really modeling them. And we'd see them back and we're like, oh my gosh, Guys, you nailed it. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, uh, I was telling you offline, you know, I've been doing this for many, many years. Um, I told you before, I started at Disney. I worked at Disney for 17 years, and I've worked for Grapeseed for, um, for uh, 13 years. We never get tired of seeing these characters come to life. It's, it's like they become their own living beings. Mm -hmm. There's a part of me, there's a part of me that believes that Johnny bear exists somewhere. I'm just drawing <laughs> pictures of him. Like I, it's weird. It's weird how that happens. And you know what? The first time we see something animated, when we see monster max 
zoom by on his little mini bike. We all go, guys, come here. Look at this. Oh my gosh. That looks so good. And look, oh, you know, it's like, he's alive. He exists. It, it just never, ever gets old. And I, I would be sad the day when that stops being the case. So, uh, uh, so, so we went through and designed all these characters and then came the, the big job of deciding um, how to divvy them up, how, how to, what order to design them, what order to, to create the videos, which ones to wait till later. That was, uh, that was quite a big job. So long story it, short. It, I remember being in the same kind of shared office space when a lot of those initial animations were being created. So in my mind, the Vinny, Vinny Van Gogh's broom, that, mm -hmm. that ditty is, is forever stuck in my mind just from hearing it played and then they would tweak a little bit of the design as they kept editing it, but then they keep playing it over the speakers in the room. So <laughs> just in my mind, I've just had just almost clockwork orange level. Of <laughs> but I still love Vinny Van. Vinny Van's great. And I'll tell you a little side part of this. I know you talked about, talked about this in one of your previous podcasts with Josh Friesen, mm -hmm. but there were like, we had a full curriculum um, you know, little uh, a grape seed um, kind of built over time, like a like a like a, a snowball running down a hill. It, it mm -hmm. grew over time. Little seed, we kind of wanted to present kind of a complete package right off the bat, and so mm. so we had eighty songs to write. Wow, eighty songs to write and one week to do it. And so several of us, Josh and his. Uh, co-writing uh, buddy, a guy named Troy, a good friend of ours, um, and uh, myself and several others, uh, Daniel Johnson, Joshua Broman, uh, um, um, several other folks all got together and we kind of locked ourselves in for like a week and just wrote these songs. I, I, uh, I uh, play a lot of music. I record music. I, I, uh, I lead music at church, that kind of thing. So I, I'm familiar with that wor world. Um, and, uh, and so I was invited to this thing, which I was very honored to be invited uh, since that's not on my, on my, um, job description, my job description is all art related, not music, but I was invited. So that's cool. So we did a week. And so we would write these songs. We had the lyrics already written out. We'd already gone over with the curriculum team, how to, uh, if we had notes about making them, uh, better suited for music. And then we'd just go through and say, okay, guys, ooh, ooh baboon. What do you got? Anybody have any ideas? <laughs> and and we would we would fiddle with for a little bit, you know. And we went, and so we were knocking out these songs. And so then the next day, um, oh, and everybody would throw in ideas. Everybody did. And so at the end, kind of everybody kind of had a little bit of ownership in it. It was really an, an amazing experience. So then the next morning, or even maybe after lunch or something, we'd say, "Okay, guys, let's listen to the stuff from that morning." Well, let's listen to the stuff we created yesterday. So we listened to these demos that we made, and they were good. <laughs> like, guys, those are good. Writing these kind of songs is really difficult because they have to be simple enough to get, to understand and mimic back very quickly. But they also have to be interesting enough to be worth getting. Yep. And so if you make them too interesting, they're too hard. If you make them too easy, they're not interesting. And, and... And we were just very proud of it. And I, and that's not even an ego thing. Cause I, 
we were just part of the group. It was just, we came away going, wow, what an experience that was. Then we got to come home and share that with everyone. And so Vinnie the Van Gogh's room and stuff, I think about these songs and think about how so much of that came in a, in a pretty quick amount of, amount of time, but we're so, we were just so proud of them. And we thought this thing is, this thing's coming together. We had the character designs by that point. So I would hold up, this is what the character looks like guys. And then we would write a song for them. So it was all created together. It was all this, um, these extremely talented people putting in their input. So, um, so when it came to, to animating the ditties, um, it was just a pleasure because, because, uh, we'd already grown up with these songs. And then Joshua, Josh, Josh Friesen, um, Josh Friesen, uh, would use that music as the background music for the story version of that yeah. character. And so you got to hear it more from a soundtrack point of view, which is really fascinating and very creative. So very creative. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was, a, it was an amazing experience. Do you have a favorite little seed character? Oh gosh. I knew you were going to ask that. Okay. <laughs> first off, that's like asking what my favorite child is. That's just not fair. Um, <laughs> It's just not fair. Uh, so I've told you before, uh, I'm very close to Johnny Bear. I do, uh, we talked before, I do the voice of Johnny Bear and stuff, so I can't help but have a special affinity for him. But all the Grapeseed friends are my kids, Marvin, Monkey, and everybody. They're all there. So uh, Little Seed, um, I don't want to say more so, but but I don't know. I, I really love those characters. I really love, um, oh gosh, uh, Dee Dee Dinosaur. Not Daisy Dinosaur, Daisy Dinosaur, Daisy the Dinosaur, Rosie Rabbit. Rosie Rabbit has turned out to be a really great character when we need the characters to respond to somebody. Mm. Like we need somebody to talk to Zoe Zebra, who's also a favorite character of mine. Let's use <laughs> Rosie Rabbit. She's become a really good spokesperson um, and kind of an everyman, every woman kind of character, which is really interesting. We use her a lot in, in a lot of these videos. Well, um, she's in set one too. So a lot of the kids right. get to see her right off the bat and they really like her. Right. They know who she is. They know what she's, she's about. Absolutely. Um, oh gosh, who else? You know, what? I'm going to pull up my list so I can, so I don't forget everybody. I've got it all handy here. So that I, uh, <clears throat> cause I'm constantly looking at what is that guy? Who is that guy? I love Ace, the space alien. I love yeah. his design. Um, uh, I believe that's one that, Dan designed. I I just wish we got to see Ace do more. Ace is usually just standing next to his uh, oven, um, making making cupcakes. I always always baking cakes. I always wish we got to see him do more things. Um, maybe someday we will. Although um, the Daisy although the, the physics of baking cakes in space are, is it's, pretty it's, incredible. It's, it's, <laughs> right, the kids just going around without helmets on. Not quite sure how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, uh, Cowboy Kirk. And Claire Cow, I think, are really fun. I really love them. Um, JJ Giraffe is a favorite. We just tried to make him as cool as possible. And <laughs> just with this jazz thing, it, he was so much fun. I love Monster Max and his little motorbike and all the um all of the little monsters. Mm-hmm. Little monsters also little monsters also play the part of, of characters that we need. They come in an ooh baboon. Yeah. Um, they're in Harry Hamster. They're also a really good neutral kind of character that we can use as friends. We love having these characters interact with each other. It's great, know, yeah. Too. Um, um, Noble Knight is fun. That was a uh, fun uh, because um, uh, with with the the dragon and the noodles and stuff. It's just a very 
very fun story. I like the idea of coming up with a different way of doing things than fighting. Yeah. You know, and, and coming up with some way to find a middle ground and they end up having noodles, which I just think is great. <laughs> um, Obot Robot, my friend Eddie designed him, and uh, I love that design. Um, Pepper Puppet, um, I really love. That was one of my designs. Her um, coloration, um, I don't know how, I, how where I came up with that uh, or why I thought of it, but it's a little bit of, um, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Dias de Muerta, inspired by that artwork, of course, that oh, okay. down in Mexico, yeah. um, with, with a, lot of, a lot of the design. Lots of very bright, colorful design down there. They use it on skeletons and stuff. Yeah, um, Dia de los Muertos. The Dia de los yeah. Muertos, yeah. And, and also some African designs. I think I was probably dipping back into my, into my Lion King life a little bit there. Um, <laughs> however, I've got to say, uh, oh, and then the guys replicated it in 3D, replicated her beautifully. Oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. Such a beautiful character. But I've, I've had to do quite a few illustrations with her. Oh my gosh, she takes forever. All those little <laughs> shapes. Oh my gosh, how many triangles are there on her face? Any rate, she's very funny. But I love her. Uh, she's a favorite. Roxy Fox is a favorite of mine. She's just so sweet and cute. Yuki Yak, I love Yuki Yak. Though that was one of our biggest challenges is how to interpret all the yarn. Um, and we really had to press our skills in terms of uh, 3D animation to make that. I mean, in 3D animation, you could you could sculpt every individual fiber of yarn. You could do that. Mm -hmm. But in our world, we're trying to move it through. You were uh, you talked about the beauty of the artwork, which we are very proud of. Um, we are constantly trying to refine it and make it more efficient and more and, and quicker. At the same time, we really have established this look that that is. It's more than the kind of things your kids are going to see on Saturday morning. At least I hope so. I have nothing against that. The Saturday morning look, their stuff looks like that for a reason. We just we just ended up a few more textures, a little richer palette, some of those things, and we don't want to we don't want to sacrifice that. But we still got to move it through. Teachers are waiting, right? Students are waiting to see Yuki act, <laughs> and so uh, we had to come up with a way to do it. And so I was in constant um, back and forth. I was designing the textures that would become would, would be uh, projected onto the sculpture they made, and meanwhile they're making the sculptures to accept the the um, textures I created. There was a you know working in uh, hand in glove with them, and when we finally saw the result, talking about coming to life, we just we freaked out. It was it was a magical moment when we saw her come to life, um, and I think one of my favorites is Eula Mule. Okay. Um, which is interesting. She's such a simple little character. Um, uh, but she incorporates music, which is very important to me. And she, her story incorporates so many more characters beyond, um, beyond herself, uh, especially in her story. And, uh, it's, uh, it's just a beautiful thing and can't wait to see that animated. It's going to be a, a, an amazing thing. I also want to talk about Eula Mule for a moment Please as do. well as, as, as well as opera octopus. So <laughs> Opera Octopus, when we were singing, when we were writing these songs, we were all singing there, you know, um, singing this big Opera Octopus song with all of our big voices, because we're these opera guys, right, introducing Opera Octopus. And, and, um, and then we said, okay, who, who do we have to sing these opera, this opera bit in, her, in Opera Octopus's ditty? And we go, honestly, we don't want to put a bunch of other characters. We don't want 
Monster Max and Noble Knight. And we, we don't want to do that. That ends up, in this case, we thought that was distracting. We need just some little guy, some little character, some someone to sing opera. And I said, guys, how about we use that funny little, um, funny little frog from Johnny Bear 3 or 4, like in Grapeseed. Whoa, and look at that. The frog keeps bouncing on, on Jenny's head, and she keeps screaming. I don't know yeah. if you remember that, right? Yeah. Ah! She keeps screaming. Like, that is the world's simplest design. We already have it, and it would be kind of funny to have these song, these little frogs singing opera. Um, and uh, plus, they kind of fit the motif. They're under an underwater character. Opera Octopus is an underwater character. That could work. So we do that, and Josh Friesen makes their voices really, really low. So they're, they've got these big voices, and they work perfectly. We're like, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. So then Eula Mule, we've got the same thing. She's singing, um, she's singing about... Um, uh, she sings and you and you and you and you and you, right? Well, we're like, who's the you and you she's talking to? Again, is this Monster Max and Zoe Zebra and all that? That seems very complicated. How about these little frogs? And so we stick the frogs in there and put Hawaiian lays on them. And before long, they're they're sing they're dancing the hula. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so many of these things just kind of happen. I don't want to say by accident, but they kind of do. And you discover something like happy accidents, you know. And so now, whenever we need, we have a we have kind of a, a bank of kind of I don't know neutral characters that we can use to fill out to fill out other other um, cartoons, and it works out so well. And then they become uh, characters in, in themselves. Uh, I don't know how it came up, but we have we kind of nicknamed that frog Fab Frog F A B, like okay. fabulous frog Fab Frog. So we'll talk about, hey, maybe we can use Fab Frog for this one, depending on whether there's <laughs> 10 or just one of them. And that's not really an official name, I don't think, but that's been kicking around every once in a while, Fab Frog. So that's kind of cool. Oh, man. What a, what a brilliant... Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm just so excited personally listening to all these answers. Yeah. Oh, so great. You had mentioned textures a little bit ago, and I... I really was impressed looking at a lot of the design, especially you had mentioned Cowboy Kirk and, and Claire the Cow before. Mm -hmm. If you really look at the animation for those characters and what they're walking on in the environment, they're almost walking on this textured carpet pattern floor as opposed to just a modeled grass or something like that. So you can see the, the amount of work that you guys put into it and the high quality design, just in all the small details that you wouldn't normally see on your first time through. But if you watch the animation a couple times, you'll see more and more things that you guys have added in that how perfect these things have become over time. Well, thank you. Uh, I will tell you that there, there's a, there's a reason behind all this madness. And, and one of the last things that we did that kind of, uh, before we jumped onto Little Seed, was the theme song for, um, for, grape, uh, for grape Seed. Oh, you know, Here Comes the Train, we're ready train, to go. Ready, yeah. Let's go, right? That we use um, as the intro for this podcast. The intro for this, exactly, yes. yeah. And, and so we just finished doing that. And that one ended up being so much bigger of a beast than anybody expected. 
It's got more backgrounds, more props, more textures, more trees. It just was, it was so much bigger. We kind of, um, it was going to be kind of a project that we were going to fit in when we had a chance between, between um, actual like curriculum product. It's like when, when you, when we don't have a specific piece of curriculum we're doing, let's go and work on that project. Well, it was time to now focus on that project. Um, the opening song. And so we did it and it just was huge. And I think it went, it went over time. I, I'm pretty sure it went over budget. It was just huge. And so when we went into Little Seed and we looked at this mountain of material, 32 characters, they each have a ditty, they each have a story. And then there's other stuff too. Um, illustrations that need to be done that at this point I'm, I'm kind of um, in charge of from an art director standpoint. I wasn't as much with, with Grapeseed, but I certainly was here. So there was just a lot. And we said, what can we do to make this, um, make it more streamlined, more efficient? And so we had a big, big discussion about that in Japan. We all flew together because this was important, got together. And we said, we got to simplify. And, um, and we kind of reacted to that. Like, if we simplify too much, we, well, we just don't want to sacrifice what we've created. We don't want, what we don't want is for people to look at Little Seed and go, oh, what happened? The guys kind of dropped the ball. It was really nice back in Grape Seed, but Little Seed, hmm, I don't know. And, and I did a bunch of research. I did a bunch of work and I came forward. I said, guys, the secret will be intentionality. If it looks like we intentionally did something a certain way, then it will be fine. And if we design toward that intentionality, it will be fine. Mm. Um, um, to some degree, this is an exact correlation, but I said, if you look at the Simpsons television show, that one has almost a crude animation style. And I don't mean that. I mean, I don't think anybody working on it is going to argue with me there, but it's very, it's, it's, it's not a lush environment, right? It's pretty simple. However, you wouldn't want it any, any quote unquote better than that. Yeah. That's kind of its charm. Actually, it's a lot of its charm. Um, uh, the same thing with some shows like, like, um, adventure time and some of these other shows that kind of, um, uh, that look is part of its, its selling point. And if you were to make, um, uh, Simpsons any more lush, any more vivid, it would lose some of what makes it the Simpsons. I said, what we need to do is make it, make it, um, is to simplify, but make it intentional. I said, so one of the things, and this is after we've discussed this, uh, some things that were decided. Um, and that is one thing that really takes a lot of time is to, is actually doing 3D modeled props, like trees and environments, mm -hmm. hillsides, that kind of thing. Um, uh, 3D modeled props is really hard. Um, so I said, let's, we did it a little bit in Grape Sea, but let's really lean into 2D props. So what it is, it's a drawing that, that I did. More often than not, as the art director, I'm designing trees and stuff. So I designed this tree, and then they put it in to the video, give it just a, a hint of thickness to it, and let's do as much as we can. Let's do these little short cartoons, primarily the ditties, as if they were being done on a, on a, a stage at an elementary school. Interesting. So it's on an it's an elementary school stage, and if we can get away with making it a blank white background, let's just do that, right? Blank white background with cardboard trees, cardboard plants, cardboard rocks, you know, in the background, cardboard clouds, maybe even showing a string holding the cloud up. I don't know. 
but let's go with that. And then instead of the lush grass of, of, of like a, a Johnny bear cartoon, right. With all the lush grass and all the stuff, let's give it a, a, a ground plane that is interesting and fun and intentional. So we use this green plaid for the grass. Yeah. Right. And I've seen that before. We didn't make that up. That's, that's something I've seen things like that before. So, but let's make it look like we intentionally put this on there, which we did. And after a little while of designing like this, we realized we were onto something because with the white backgrounds, the colors just popped. So we've got these beautiful, bright characters. We've got Monster Max in his blue and his little red um, mini bike. um, bike. And they just pop on this white background. Um, Vinny Van just pops. And we're like, guys, this looks good. This is really working for us. Now, when it comes to the stories, more often than not, we can't do that because Rosie Rabbit is running through an environment. She's running around a house into a garden. That's fine. But you know what? We can use 2D, um, um, we call them cardboard cutouts, but they're not really, obviously they're not, but but cardboard cutout for um, all the vegetables. We cardboard cutouts for the trees in the background. Now the house will need to be an actual 3D house because she has to run around it. Mm, you know, gotcha. but, but everything else can be this, this 2d designed look. And after a very short amount of time, everybody was all in on this new look. And we realized we weren't cutting any corners. This was just a design <laughs> style, you know, to the point where we're like, gosh, if we do, we pull this design style into grapeseed. If we make revisions up in that stuff, do we, we certainly don't want it to look out of look, um, uh, we don't want things to not match, right? So for the time being, we're leaving this look mostly in Little Seed and primarily keeping the the, the grapeseed look. However, if we come back to it, we'll use things we've learned. You know, we know that we know now you don't have to model every single tree. Model the two or three trees the kids are sitting under, and then the backgrounds can be something else. Um, but but we we really fell in love with this look, and it wasn't surprising when we started getting word from. Um, from teachers, trainers, people like that, that were seeing this look for the first time saying, guys, this is really something. And we said, I know, right. <laughs> it, to be honest with you, it was a little bit like the music. We're like, okay, you know, we have to write this music fast. And then we come back and go, guys, you know what, for whatever reason, doing it fast was working to our advantage because we're, we're just writing, we're writing this music from our hearts. That's all we got. We don't have a lot of time. What we have is, is our instincts, our inner inspiration and, whatever talent God gave us, right? That's what we're coming at this with. And the same thing with this. And we found we were on, we were, we were onto something and the simple, you know, and, and, um, you know, I've, I've got kids and I know when they were little, a lot of the, a lot of the shows they watched, a lot of the toys they played with had a lot of contrast between color and white because kids have trouble, uh, trouble. That's not the right word, but they're still learning how to focus. Mm-hmm. Still learning how to focus. So if you buy really, really young toys, a lot of times they'll be like black and white checkerboard or black and white, whatever. So that they their eyes are training for this, this focus. And we realized that doing these white backgrounds with these bright, clear characters was aiding in that. Mm. Um, and so we felt like we actually, I think we're supporting our, our, our um, assignment, our mission, not cheapening it by any means we're supporting it we're strengthening it and that got us excited and now there's just not even um 
now this is our, our fallback look because it's it's I don't I don't want to say it's quick and easy because it's it's hard to do simple, but but um, we believe in it. We believe in that look now, and uh, yeah, it's just a joy to work that way. Amazing, yeah. fascinating, fascinating stuff. If you are listening to this podcast or you listen to part one and you want to reach out to Bruce and ask him a question about some kind of character or design or the background of something, send that in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. Thanks again for joining us to talk about Little Seed this time, Bruce. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Such a pleasure talking to you, Adam. And, um, and just the fact that this podcast will be listened to all over the world, I just find that I find that inspiring myself. So thanks for having me. I cannot wait for people to listen to this. They're going to be so excited. So as always, everyone, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Good luck in the classroom. Bye-bye. <laughs>